Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Building a Better Body podcast. So if you're new around these parts, my name is Karen McClintock and I am the host of the show. I'm a certified primal health coach. Now, that being said, I personally don't work with clients. I prefer to come on here and be the platform for others to share their real life stories on all elements of health, well-being and biohacking. You know what, we're all different, so if I can give you knowledge from many, many different resources, it's more likely that you're going to find something that resonates with you, and then you can go off and experiment a little yourself. Hey there you, and welcome to episode number 90 of the BBB podcast. Very excited to reach number 90, 100 is just around the corner. Much love to everyone that listens and shares the show, you guys absolutely rock. No, I don't want to waffle too much, so I'll just set you up for my next guest and let you sit back and enjoy. You're going to hear today from Victoria Fenton. She is an integrative medicine consultant and Victoria has a fantastic story to share. She's had some serious health complications in her life, of which you will hear about very shortly. I enjoyed our conversation very much because... You know, you can almost hear her smile. She's so positive, so inspiring, and all she wants to do is help others through their own health journey, which is absolutely fantastic. So please do share the love with her on social when you finish listening. Thank you again, Victoria. If you're listening, I really, really enjoyed our conversation. Now let's dive in. Today on the show, I am interviewing Victoria Fenton. Victoria is an integrative medicine consultant and has trained in functional medicine at the Cresser Institute. Victoria is also a naturopath and nutritionist who runs a full-time integrative medicine practice and has done so for over four years. Now that's the majority of what I know in a very, very small nutshell, but I'm sure we'll learn a lot more from the lady herself. So Victoria, welcome on the show today. Thank you so much. It's really nice to be here. Yay. I'm so excited excited to talk to you. Actually, um, Jeff from Hunter and Gather Mayonnaise gave me like a list of people that he thought would be quite interesting for the show and you were on it. (laughs) That's how I was pointed out to you. That might because I've got a slight avocado mayonnaise obsession, which is a problem. (laughs) I'm the same. I'm the same. Actually, I had some today and I put some of it onto actual avocado. Is that well, much? Double avocados, like even healthier. No, I do. I, I send reports to all my clients with like nutritional recommendations, and they're literally hyperlinked into it. So yeah. I, I, I send all my clients there, awesome. and awesome. to their oil, and also to their new peptides, which I love as well. So yes, doing- I've got it too in their nice bag that's all recyclable yeah. and stuff. So yeah. yeah. And yeah. it lasts for a long time. I, I've only just bought another bag, but the first bag went on forever. And I was share, I was sharing it within the family too. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Really healthy family. Yeah. There's only two of us. <laughs> okay. Fine. I made that sound like a whole pile of people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like, let's stop having fun. No, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've read, uh, I've read through your about section on your website and you've certainly been through a lot, but uh, I thought you might like to start us off by telling our listeners your story or as much as you would like to reveal it to us <laughs> yeah no so I'm I'm always very open about my own health history because it it really makes a difference to my patients um and I'd happily share all of it the the concern would be for your poor listeners ears because we could be here <laughs> till at least Christmas um, <laughs> but in essence I I actually got ill officially if you like when I was about 17 mm-hmm. 
Um, and I was just incredibly sick on holiday and violently, violently ill. Um, and then from that moment, couldn't keep food down, basically. Um, and essentially, I was I had a lot of gastrointestinal problems, but nobody really knew what was wrong with me. And from that moment, there was a, I'd say, I'd say about an eight year process of being hospitalized several times, um, well, on five separate occasions, and um, a lot of uh, touch and go moments where I nearly didn't make it through, um, because we couldn't really work out what was happening. And a lot of misdiagnosis, a lot of um, just medical shoulder shrugging and not really understanding what was happening to me. Um, and eventually, after about eight years, I finally had a diagnosis of a connective tissue disorder, which is genetic, called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, um, which is also loosely termed hypermobility. And it's essentially a condition where your tissues are too lax and you've got a lot of excess flexibility and stretchiness. Uh, and for me, it's a particularly internal vascular type, which means that all of my gastrointestinal system is affected um and i instantly thought yay solutions answers mm. medication <laughs> this is the way forward. and there was just nothing it was like a chasm of no advice no no insights as to what i could then do except a, a few medications to manage all the consequential sy symptoms so mm. um, neurological distress um, postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome which is essentially i was just dizzy all the time a lot of mast cell activation stuff so a lot of reactivity and medications which i also reacted to so that was useless mm. and that is what sort of sparks a journey into self-investigation and understanding what I could do to help myself and I you know there was no method in the madness there was mm. just desperate search for answers and eventually finding the roots of functional medicine which is essentially systems biology really un understanding that the body is just a set of interconnected systems and how could I understand those to hack my own health and it turned into a fascination a passion and I, I never stopped learning I'm still learning every day I wake up and there's a new podcast or a new a yeah. course to do and, and just that's how my life got better got my health back on track and eventually turned that into a business so I now help other people um, in all areas of health. Wow, that that you nailed that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, what do you think was the turning point that made you kind of want to go? I need to take this on myself, you know, because you see so many people struggle and they just think this is my life. But what was it that made you kind of go? I'm going to investigate this a little bit more myself. Did somebody say something? Did something trigger you, or how did that happen? Things, yeah, it's a combination of things. I mean, I mean, ask anyone in my family. I've always been ridiculously stubborn, annoyingly so. Yeah. So yeah. that's there. Mm -hmm. um, also, endlessly curious. So my constant why question was there. Um, and the kind of bit that I missed out in my health journey is that so much of it was diagnosed as psychological or psychiatric conditions because nobody could understand, and the wow. default next option tends to be mm -hmm. sort of head wow. or she's creating it herself mm -hmm. um, and so me being ridiculously logical it was very much a case of okay so if I'm creating this myself it must be in my psyche therefore I have to investigate myself I have to learn who I am and what's going on here mm -hmm. because I can't be the kind of person that's doing this to myself mm -hmm. so you then start to feel ownership over your own uh, health condition and, and where you're at and that never really disappeared so even when it turned into oh my god I've got these diagnoses that mean that there's something else actually going on I never really lost that that flavor of I'm the one in this body I'm the one who has the overarching control if you like of what happens here so I have to find the answers that coupled with the complete lack of any answers it wasn't like I 
I, and I did ask for help and support and nutrition from conventional medicine and was not really helped. So you, you sort of end up in a choiceless situation and needs must. Necessity mm-hmm. of invention. Yeah. And here you are today. Awesome. I love that story. Um, <laughs> and did you did you find that the doctors didn't really understand the genetic condition or how, how, how was that? How did that sort of plan out? Why did they not know what to do yeah actually it's a lot more common that this is diagnosed now when I was diagnosed it it's a rare condition um although the connective tissue disorder spectrum is quite large and there are people who are just a bit hypermobile all the way down to sort of my level of um illness which is all internal and there's worse so there's people who keep dislocating joints and stuff but Mm -hmm. they're just unless you're really with the specialist which requires rheumatologists or neurologists or people who really are familiar it's a it's one of the most commonly missed overarching diagnoses basically mm-hmm. um and they're just it's almost like the the whole healthcare world has changed within the last decade almost um as 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 well in terms of people becoming aware that nutrition uh, supplements, lifestyle, sleep, all of these things really affect health. So mm-hmm. it's almost as the whole healthcare movement has changed, so has the way people deal with conditions like mine. So it, it's been a growth process effectively. And yeah. it, it's fascinating to be part of it. And it's not surprising that because of your journey, you've wanted to help others. And you see that happens so much. And all the people that I interview, it's, it's the natural path. It's like I've kind of sorted myself out and I need to help other people. It's my calling, if you like. Mm-hmm. And for me, particularly, I have a a real allergy to labels, particularly healthcare labels or psychiatric labels. And so a lot of my practice is concerned with helping people really understand their own bodies in a really dispassionate, mechanical way. So they really comprehend what's happening for them rather than it becoming this really emotive illness story, mm-hmm. um, because that's key. And that really helps in terms of a journey, if you like, for want of yes. many words, but it seems to be the only one that fits. But yeah. yes. And then so today, do you still have to manage symptoms or what, what does it, what does the den life of Victoria look like today? <laughs> so effectively, I to meet me, you wouldn't know that I had anything wrong with me. And people have said that to me. Um, I have to be careful with um, stress load. Mm-hmm. And stress is effectively anything. Stressors are not just mental, emotional stress or like work stress. I do mean, you know, nutrition and um, lifestyle and chemicals mm-hmm. and everything in my health is all about buckets of stress that I can tolerate with and that I can tolerate and my buckets are just slightly smaller than other people's really. So I have to be careful. Um, and I also have a great team of people around me who I can rely on, um, particularly for my particular set of conditions. I have an osteopath and a physio in my world who basically put me back together whenever I break my back, which happens (laughs) quite often. Uh Um, And then the rest of it is just, honoring who I am and how I have to live and and just being me is effectively just making sure I'm always doing that rather than trying to overextend overreach mm-hmm. and, and be superhuman because me trying to be superhuman is it's never a good thing it just piles on way too much mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm assuming that you know what will trigger you then if you were to eat something that wasn't so great and then you have a reaction you just know exactly oh yeah that's because I did such and such yeah, in general. Um, so it's not um, it's not reinventing the wheel. It's the common inflammatory foods are inflammatory to me. So gluten, dairy, um, grains, 
particularly challenging but then you'll get the random ones so for me it really is about loads so if I've had a really stressful day and a strawberry I will have a massive uh, histamine reaction hives and all that kind of stuff yes. but if I'm kind of fine and it's the middle of summer and it's situationally appropriate and I'm having fun and I have the same strawberry I won't have as big a reaction mm, yes I've heard um histamines being referred to as like a, a bath filling up with water you can be fine you can be fine then that one extra bit will just overflow and yep. that's yeah so that is very true for histamine intolerance. Mine's slightly different in that I have something called mast cell activation syndrome, which means that it is that it is like that for some things, but some mm-hmm. things are just totally unpredictable. So mm-hmm. particularly topical stuff. So I washed myself with a really, really, really expensive, good quality cleanser the other day. It just yeah. came up with like rashes all over my face and just wow. terrible, awful. Wow. So. Wow. And then was there a specific ingredient in that? I suppose you wouldn't know. It could be anything. Genuinely don't know. And it's one of those situations where I trialed the little taster samples that you get in those multi-pack kits and then bought the full-size version thinking, oh, this is safe and just massive reaction. Oh, uh, reaction. Yeah. <laughs> it's taken So, you know, it's that kind of... Yeah. Life's interesting. <laughs> yep, yep. You sound so positive. I love it. <laughs> um, your, your, uh, your website is jam-packed with information and I love it. I was just going crazy over it the other day. And um, you offer an amazing array of services. Would you like to tell us what they all are? I saw one, two, three, four of them. Let's see if, if you can mention the four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I genuinely mash it all together. So it don't, doesn't tend to be sort of four separate things um, yes. because I like to think of functional medicine as uh, integrative medicine. So effectively, you're integrating all of these different practices because it's all important. So it's holistic healthcare and, and systems biology. Mm-hmm. Um, but effectively, I range from doing doing um, all sorts of uh, physical stuff. So the nutrition side of things, um, understanding food and its role and the the impact of food as medicine um, and dietary iterations and also the psychology around food, which is also as important. Um, But I also do functional medicine. So all the diagnostic testing. So your kind of blood tests, stool tests, the small intestinal bacterial overgrowth tests, Mm -hmm hormone tests everything fancy mm-hmm. um and but then I also bring in the psychology in a big way so I do do what I call mindset medicine um which is all about you know perspective um how you talk to yourself your internal dialogues and how you think about yourself your illness your body and the world around you yeah and then I also do what I loosely term sort of neurological patterning self-awareness therapies where becoming aware of how your default settings are and then working on how to change them through understanding and also just talking and actually seeing things for the first time can change your relationship to yourself wow that's so important to have that whole package it's not just about one thing um you know we often re- you, you talked about mindset medicine there we often read that we just need a different mindset to make changes but it's not as easy as that you know we've all these old stories that are deeply embedded and continue to show up and we don't mm. even know where they've come from sometimes mm. um do you have to work through that with a lot of people yes yeah mm. I do and a lot of my actual sessions are spent doing the kind of talky stuff the mindset stuff Mm -hmm. um and then I send people a report with all the nutrition stuff because that's information they won't retain in a (laughs) an hour's consultation but the talking stuff and the mindset stuff you're so correct when you say you know you can't just say change your mindset um Mm -hmm. because it's 
how do you how do you change a perspective and a belief when you haven't been shown a different way to believe or think so a lot of my dialogue with my patients is understanding their belief systems understanding where their perspectives come from and the genesis of these thoughts and ways of perceiving the world and just having a discussion and a, and a narrative around how that could be different um and Oftentimes we don't even know what our mindset or our perspective is. So actually from have to some to have someone saying, you know, well, how are we thinking about this? What what are you actually perceiving this situation as? And can we change that a little bit hmm. to make you more empowered and to feel more in control or more compassionate towards yourself? All of that sort of stuff falls into the discussions that I have with my patients. Amazing. And you went, you mentioned that you send them information and, and the quote or the, the phrase that's coming to my mind is people often remember how you make them feel, but they forget what you say. So yeah, they can read all that jazz later on. But if you go away with this feeling that I can do this, I can take responsibility for my life, then that's, that's the fire you need to ignite, isn't it? Oh, completely. And so much of this healthcare world that we now live in is about how to uh, and ensure behavioral change mm -hmm. and that's just a key bedrock of anybody's health journey often um, and all of the you know protocols and plans and you know nutrition diet plans in the world if they worked you know we'd all be really flipping healthy because you know okay. how much is out there in the internet world oh, yes. it's, it's that inner sense of uh, ability to transform your own health and to and to feel empowered particularly if you've had a, a chronic illness or something that has affected your health so much that you, your life has entirely changed which is what I see a lot sure, actually sure. having the 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 knowledge that you can make a difference here is sort of step one mm -hmm. I, I have a friend who has lupus quite badly and a lot of other things that go along with that and she has yeah. um three daughters and I from afar I don't have any children and I sort of think oh I would love to just go into your house and help you because she's not looking after herself because she has so much other stuff to do you know but that's her life and that's all she's known and you can't just go along and say oh you just need to change this you need to change that she needs mm. to want to do it herself and put herself I first yeah, and the complication with so many kind of conditions, and particularly when autoimmunity is involved, is people tend to feel a great sense of guilt or shame that mm. either their body's broken and they don't know what to do about it, or their their body's attacking them is a common narrative with an autoimmunity. And I just don't I don't hold with that at all. It's not what's happening. Mm. Um, but also, you know, how do you make a change when you almost don't know how to put the first step on the rung of the ladder? You you don't you just don't know, yeah. Um, yeah. and so having the ability to see differently and to think differently I think we're in a different world now with podcasts like yours and mm. the whole world opens up when you can look more broadly but almost then you've got a second problem which is just information overload oh, so a lot of the time oh. I do in my sessions is myth busting from all the nonsense people have read on the internet yeah. and picking and discerning which bits of all the information that's out there are totally relevant for the specific client I've got in front of me mm -hmm. and that's the key to personalized medicine which is in essence what healthcare should be yeah I was talking to um Brian from Red Light Rising he does red light therapy and um we were talking about you know there is so much information out there and you need to, it takes maybe for one day that something resonates with you that's my situation and that worked for you I'm gonna try that whereas the rest of it's just noise you know you don't have to you don't have to listen to us right here right now we could be talking stuff that's just of no interest to you but one day something just kind of oh that that works for me I'm going to try that one thing just to see what happens yeah absolutely and I think the danger with people in you know my position or anybody who's in the industry we tend to find the thing that worked for us or you know um, a, a diet or a, a tool or something that's had we've seen have 
many powerful results. And we tend to think it's a panacea or it's suitable for everybody. And I am almost adamant about not being affiliated to any nutrition regimen or any you know, tools or, or, or all of these kind of stuff that we can bolt into our healthcare regimen. I, I tend to really t- try and take a step back for my patients and say, look, in your specific situation, this is going to have this effect. Therefore, this is a good thing or a bad thing to do at this time. Mm-hmm. And everybody changes over time. So what's appropriate now might not be appropriate in six months time. And it's just knowing how to modulate that, which is why I like to educate my clients as to why I'm doing what I'm doing, because then it enables them to have more control and more authority in their own lives to know when to bring in a tool or take it out, depending on what situation they're in at that time. Yeah, I, I often talk on here, you know, because uh, I've been doing this for a while, I'm way past the preachy stage. It's like, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, you have so much information in your head and you kind of want to take a little step back and then mm-hmm. people will sort of automatically come to you and ask you some questions and I'm absolutely happy to answer them, but I'll not be telling you exactly what to do because it may not be right for you. What's right for me may not be right for you. Do you wake up in the morning and feel amazing? Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Totally, absolutely. Simple, absolutely simple. Hey, just Karen here interrupting the show briefly. I'm here to share a discount code for 10% off with Red Light Rising. Red Light Therapy has been shown to improve mitochondria function, accelerated healing, rejuvenate your skin, enhance muscle recovery and induce deeper sleep. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty great to me. So if you want to head on over to redlightrising.co.uk and use Karen bbb at checkout you can grab your 10 percent off today now back to the show you mentioned uh self-awareness a little bit there and i was immediately drawn to that i love your website it's so varied um what does that sort of look like from a, a client's perspective because i've been i've really been delving into this there's a couple of do you ever come across people and you don't even know how it happened on yes. the on the web because there's these guys called uh they're they're, they're company's called Satori, Santori Prime and uh-huh. it's Guy and Ilan Ferdman. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're American guys, but they do all sorts of coaching and there's one they do at the minute. It's literally only $9 a month and it's called The Collective Call and mm-hmm. they, they do a live call twice a month and everybody gets on camera, but you don't have to speak. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like literally coaching for a, quite a small group of people mm-hmm. and the, the stuff I've been getting from it is... Uh, sitting with discomfort and letting it sort of pass through you otherwise it's going to keep coming back and back until you deal with it I know that sounds simple but it's just been resonating with me just to sit with discomfort and um really get self-aware about things Mm -hmm. yeah and and so for me in the way I sort of use self-awareness coaching in in my practice is really about that observing how you react as a default to life around you mm-hmm. and for me my role in any client's journey as far as that's concerned is to point out to them where that reaction pattern came from so i'm very big into the nervous system and the neurological hardwiring that takes place as a result of essentially traumas in childhood but trauma is such a loaded word it can mean mm. anything from the the worst traumas imaginable to tiny little micro things that you wouldn't know you wouldn't now as an adult think would even affect you but as a child you have to really understand that your your biochemistry your nervous system is is so much more vulnerable and it's not fully formed yet so every input you have in your external life creates 
set of patterns that may still be perpetuated all the way into adulthood. And exactly what you're doing there when you're, you're feeling that discomfort and you're going, okay, sit with it. Because mm. if you run away from it or try and squash it or avoid it, which is what we all do as adults, you're not listening to what is making you uncomfortable? Why is that uncomfortable? And is that a default pattern within you somewhere that started before you could even consciously stop that pattern starting? And so much illness, particularly chronic illness, particularly really life-affecting long-term illness, not only has roots in this historic neurological patterning, but because it's become so much part of the identity in the modern world that we live in, the illness becomes the identity, it's also, you have to understand your own patterns to move beyond that identity as well. Mm. So it's a really involved process of understanding how do these patterns that we are, we absorb as young children and young adults actually, influence the way we handle the stuff that happens to us as adults. And it's that combined approach of, okay, so not only did this pattern potentially influence the progression of this illness to begin with but it's also influencing who I am and how I deal with it therefore it's worth paying attention to because Mm -hmm. if you can change the way you're dealing with things you transform your experience of life itself which means your body transforms Mm -hmm. brilliant it's it's easier said than done isn't it so oh so much easier said than done yeah (laughs) it's so easy to distract yourself with anything you know I've often said on here nobody is ever bored anymore you know you can just flick up the phone and go through Instagram and waste an hour go on YouTube go on Netflix and just distract yourself but as I said it's just going to come back and bite you if you're not dealing with the issues um that's where I find meditation really good because I literally will do nothing for 20 minutes in the morning and it all sorts of ideas come up and I've been going for walks lately without anything and that's where all the creativity happens where maybe the discomfort comes up but it's enlightening and until you try it yourself you don't realize how powerful it can be Mm. and uh, meditation I'm sort of delighted that it's now all the rage because it really (laughs) all it does is create that space between uh, a a stimulus and a reaction that's literally all that meditation does it creates that pause point and that like small moment where you can then interrupt that default reaction and instead respond and there's a drastic difference between reactivity and responding to the situations that happen but I think the the negative side of meditation is it can give us all this kind of impression that we're supposed to be arming on a hill somewhere and just Mm -hmm. like totally passive and not not responding at all to life and it's just not like that I do say to my clients you know if you're in a bad mood and you feel really bitter and angry and you just want to cry and scream throw yourself into that like that's Mm -hmm. the only thing that is to be done at this moment in time because I'd rather you were really feeling the feelings Mm -hmm. than running off to the kitchen and downing a big tub of ice cream because you don't want to feel them that's just a different way of viewing it all and it helps to get stuff out of you if you just feel things so having said a really rubbish meditator so (laughs) yeah it's not everybody's cup of tea for sure but there's I guess there's ways around it you know even yoga is kind of like meditation and you're doing something you're concentrating on yourself and that's it so that's kind of easing yourself into it Mm. I'm, I'm better at mindfulness but actually sitting mm. there with meditation for anybody with a nervous system condition which essentially is a consequence of having a connective tissue disorder mm. telling your your nervous system to calm down is a really complicated thing to do yeah again everybody's going to be different and you have to work out what works for you and that that line that you said um 
creating the space between a stimulus and a reaction that I read that in a book a long time ago and it has always stuck with me mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember the book I'm looking at my bookshelf here it might have been from emotional agility I don't know if you've read that I, no I, I don't think I have actually but I've I sort of been around this world for so so long now even before I got ill my mum was doing sort of health kinesiology and looking at astrology which is where everybody starts with all of this kind yes. of stuff kind of start thinking that there must be more to this and then you kind of develop any kind of pathway through it and all of these books crop up so yeah yeah. I know um to lift the the mood a little bit I've probably talked a little bit too much about this on here but the aura ring (laughs) people are going to get bored I'm always talking about it but I love it so much and you got a rose gold one the the one you can't get anymore (laughs) yeah has it kept its color uh no they tarnish mm. so that's the little aura secret but oh. they turn sort of goldy so um, <laughs> yeah so if you're into gold then the you know it, it doesn't it's not quite as rosy anymore but it's still very unique because they are sort of difficult to get and do you wear it every day every night uh, i used to i've stopped recently basically because i'm not a fan of what it's telling me because it's telling me that i'm too stressed so oh, right yeah yeah it's like it's just really i know already stop putting it in my face yeah, yeah. Literally. no so i mean i the reason i got it is not through any kind of weirdness i just ordered it like months and months and months ago i don't know how i did it but i got myself my mum and my dad one uh-huh. And like we were the first people in the UK to get them. It was very bizarre. Um, but yes, really phenomenal tool, the Aura yeah. Ring. I'm, I'm just looking at my last night's one. My deep sleep's brilliant last night. Two hours of deep sleep. Yay. That's Yay. good. Like I went to bed and then like, poof, out. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But because yesterday, it was yesterday, Thursday. I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do uh, a calisthenics, as I was telling you at the start, calisthenics class, and that was on Thursday morning, and it's like about an hour and a half, and I was so exhausted after it. Um, my shoulders are so rounded, I have so many weaknesses <laughs> that I've discovered from this class, but I will always sleep really, really well after doing that. So I think I find, and a lot of people find, when you get your exercise in first thing in the morning, that's going to help your sleep later on that night. Yeah. Yeah, particularly with calisthenic, it's the central nervous system stimulus. So that's what we're tracking with the aura ring. We're looking at how well your nervous system is responding and recovering mm-hmm. to your activity, as I'm sure you've spoken about before. So it's a yeah. really fascinating measure. But, you know, yeah. one glass of wine and my sort of heart rate variability plummets. Yeah. So it's like it's a really good behavioral tool. <laughs> it's just annoying when yeah. you want to drink. Like I say, when you wake up in the morning and you don't feel like you've slept well, you don't need a bar, a progress bar to tell you this. It's like, yeah, I know. (laughs) But I just love seeing the the deep sleep just because you're not sure if that's what it was or were you just a bit restless. Um, My recovery time's always red, (laughs) so I don't know what I'm doing wrong there. You're too much with your life. You're too active, too too too, too out there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go lie down. Bye. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, just just do more meditation. <laughs> I will try. Have you, Victoria, tried the red light? I know I mentioned it. Have you tried it for your kind of? Do you know what I haven't? Connective? There's two things that I really need to try. I need to get an infrared sauna, like one of the mats I can get at home, and the red light therapy. I actually feel like it would be something that would massively benefit my particular health conditions because I've done all the research into them Um, and particularly in my industry you do so much in research into so many things and you can't try everything but red light therapy there's so much evidence that it has impact almost 
stuff that we don't even know yet is relevant and how deeply it penetrates into the skin yeah. and you only need brian who i was talking to he, he sells them um you don't need that long for it to no. penetrate 10 minutes and then it's not like you have to stop it just stops being effective after that it's yeah. never going to be dangerous it just but it i've been doing it since i got it in january every single morning and i even if you have like a little bit of a tweaky shoulder you put it on it it just feels good i'm not sure if i've had it long enough to give you a full spreadsheet analysis of it but it does feel it does feel really nice um but i guess if you've got actual you know connective tissue pain then you're going to really see the difference if you try and use it yeah so i mean the thing with connective tissue disorders is you're never going to change the way your connective tissue disorder is built because it doesn't build itself correctly Mm -hmm. but the the main thing, and I always say this with connective tissue disorders, is it's not the disorder itself that's the problem. It's all the consequences. So, yeah, I tweak everything all the time, constantly spraining an ankle, constantly doing something. Mm. So it would be very beneficial. And that kind of um, – it's almost – we don't like to use anecdotes when we're kind of building evidence bodies for tools and stuff like that. But actually, you know, anecdotes work because it, that's how you build movements behind stuff, which then gets the trials funded, which then gets the evidence. So it's yeah. it's really – that there's a whole community around this now and that and the infrared sauna like I say that they are because of the depth of penetration of stuff and like yeah you're right about timing as well so a lot of my clinical patients get like a sauna and they they do half an hour and it's just too much it's just what mm. can you cope with and all of these things are have Goldilocks zones of impact yeah. uh, is what I say have you got a infrared sauna place near you I've been in I've been in one twice and you think oh is quite nice and then all of a sudden you're like sweating it's like comes out of nowhere and you're, yeah. you're just dripping and you're like uh this is is this really doing anything i should probably just go to a st- oh no hang on there a we go yeah <laughs> yeah and it's it's one of those things where um and also with all of these things the knowledge that you're actively doing something to help yourself is yeah. almost as much of an impact as what you actually do in in and of itself yeah. just yeah. knowing that you're you're caring for yourself is huge Mm-hmm. no you're quite right love it so victoria i want to be mindful of your time so i ask everyone this question i think you know what's coming if you could give our listeners one final thought today one victoria nugget that they can incorporate into their lives to build that better body what would that be and i know you'll probably have tons but what's your favorite <laughs> yeah so i was i was thinking about this because i've listened to a lot of your podcasts <laughs> Like, still, still, everybody has amazing uh, answers to this all so different and diverse no pressure no pressure <laughs> What I think I would like to say is the first step to building a better body is to really understand the body that you have. And I think we're so keen to do the next diet or to be something different that sometimes we forget that the the first step to getting to the next phase is to work out where we actually are and really to understand the way our biochemistry works, our genetics are, the way we function from a physical perspective as well as a neurological mental mindset perspective just understanding who we are and how we're built is kind of step one to everything that you then go on to do Mm, perfect i have literally wrote that down understand (laughs) the body you have that's my favorite one so far (laughs) oh oh i feel because it's so punchy and it resonates so well i'll use that as a tagline for the podcast love it (laughs) okay feel free to steal my work it's fine (laughs) (laughs) very very cool victoria and where's the best place for people to connect with you on the web where where do you spend all your time 
Oh gosh, we were saying this before we started no, recording. No. Um, like social media is a full time job, so if you reach out to me there, I will get back to you, but it probably won't be the same day. <laughs> this, this is the best way to get hold of me. If people want to literally just to email me. Mm-hmm. So my website, as you say, I'm sure you put links in show notes and stuff like that. But I if will. my email is, address is just contact at victoriafenton.net, and you will reach me at the moment, and <laughs> I will, you know, I will respond. I love helping people. I love chatting to people. I love sort of being the shepherd that guides people through their own journeys in this crazy world of healthcare. So that's where I am awesome. and I'm so glad that you enjoy chatting to people because I've really enjoyed chatting to you today <laughs> sweet. I've loved I've loved being interviewed by you I think you've come up with some great questions and I really appreciate it oh, we had fun I enjoyed that today yeah indeed <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much the information on this podcast is for educational purposes only it is in no way a substitute for medical advice if you have any specific concerns please consult with your general practitioner before embarking on anything new